This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo. Hello, Jojo. How do you do, Graham? Ah, uh, Jojo, we're doing aight. We are doing aight. So let's not go about and complain and shit, because nobody want to hear that. Nobody. <laughs> you know? Of course, of course, doing aight means like, yeah, some shit could be better. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we, we ain't going to talk about that. Yeah, right. right. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm same. <laughs> yeah? Same. Aight. <laughs> you just aight? I just aight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've gotten used to being high. That's the thing, you know. I've gotten used to being high, so a height is going to be right. I guess so. I guess so. Seems like since I hit forty, everything is 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 just either shit or I. <laughs> so you know, I'll take I over shit. Jojo, I'm like you know five years older than you, so <laughs> let's not do that. Because <laughs> then you know. Uh, yeah, but you, you're absolutely right. Like, bah, you wake up in the morning and you have to really slowly get off the bed. <laughs> otherwise, you'll pull something. <laughs> yeah, and then w- w- waking up is just is just painful, too. It's like, you know, you open your eyes and oh, you're yeah. like, oh, balls, I'm still here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, damn. Okay, no, no, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so this week we are reviewing a series which we haven't done in a while, have we? No, we've we've not mm. been doing the series. I think because of life and the time commitment to a series. Yes, that is absolutely right. But you know, we saw this series and we found it interesting, and boy, interesting it is, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> it really, really is. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the series called Night Sky, and you know, it's. This one is a doozy, Jojo. I'm like, you know, I I was, I, the entire time I, I was watching it, there was this feeling of waiting to exhale. Yeah, yeah, agreed. You, you know, but the thing is that I couldn't stop either. So the last thing one could say about this series is that it wasn't interesting. You know, there is no such thing that this series is absolutely marvelous in that respect. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I can say is that it felt like eight trailers, very long trailers of what you can expect from a show. Like season two is going to pick up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I read a review online where somebody said that it's like three stories, three separate stories kind of smushed into one. Um, Their opinion was that it wasn't necessarily done smushed very well together, but that's not really my opinion. So, but anyway, I do, I do see that three, three completely different storylines. There is a lot going on. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But that's, that's what most movies and TV series are about. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, there's a convergence, of course, there's, in which everything comes together, but it's always about three very different lives or four different, very different lives. And and you ask yourself at some point, why am I watching this part of the story? And in what way, in what way does it connect? Mm-hmm. But 
but I, I do think that Amazon is developing a niche here. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But before we get into this series, Jojo, let's briefly go over, uh, and you know what question comes next, you know, and it is, what did you watch last week, Jojo? <laughs> <laughs> so I watched, I watched the series Candy on Hulu with Jessica Alba, and I can't remember who else, <laughs> I'm sure there's another big name in it, but it, it's gone poof. Um, uh, uh, Justin... Justin Timberlake's wife. What's her name? Yes, uh, Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. Bill. Bill. Jessica Bill. Bill. That's right. Oh, there's, there's. I get those two confused. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> so many. Just yeah, terrible. And that's me with the creases. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So uh, anyway, I watched that, and she, it. Uh, it's it's good. I. It's not fantastic. HBO Max has another series coming out based on the same story. And that's actually going to be starring Elizabeth Olsen. And I love Elizabeth Olsen. So I'm really interested to see what's going to be the difference between the two series, because I feel like Elizabeth Olsen wouldn't be attached to it if there wasn't something really special pulled out of this story yeah. for her. Yeah. But yeah, so I watched the series Candy. I think it did a great job of showing how brown the 80s were in terms of decoration. Like, I, I like, you know, the... <laughs> There's this, there's a scene where there's a house and I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's the house. I, I, a friend of mine had the same house, like the same <laughs> linoleum and the same brown carpet and the same like avocado green, yellow. I mean, the, Ooh. the production value, the decoration, the, they get the timing really, really good. It's just a really brown time in, in decorating history. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, yeah, that's Wood a Wood paneling yeah. and everything, you know? So, um, yeah. So yeah, so that I mean, it it, it it's it's good. It, I wouldn't want to talk about it any more than I just did, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk about it any more than I just did. Okay, well that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I'm sure you watched something better. So um, during the pandemic, I discovered this little show on Britbox and. I put it aside like, okay, I'm just going to put this on my to-watch list. And other things kept coming up, other things kept coming up, and I never watched it. But the reason I was interested in watching it is because it stars one of my favorite people, one of my favorite ladies in British acting, Brenda Blethyn, who plays Vera in the series, Vera. And this show that I'm talking about is called Kathy and Koji. Okay. And it's sort of like, it's it's a sitcom, but uh, the premise is incredibly interesting because Brenda Blethyn, on the first season, she's paired up actually with Jimmy Akinbola, uh, who is also an absolutely fantastic British actor. And the, the series is about Katie, uh, or Kathy, I'm sorry, who is a, a cafe owner in a small town in Essex called Seagate. And, you know, one of those towns that has not really a lot going on for them in terms of development. And, you know, it's, it's one of those places where people grow up and as soon as they out of high school, they get the fuck out, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And then you have the ones who stayed and made a whole life there, but that have not much to live for. Uh, you know, you your regular small town story. So a lot of bitterness in some ways and a lot of you know, middle-class resentment, you know, 
the things that led to Brexit. <laughs> right. And, and Koji is a asylum seeker who obviously from Africa and he is a doctor. But the fact that he's an asylum seeker, he cannot work as a doctor. So he lives in a hostel nearby. And so he spends his day at Kathy's uh, or Katie's cafe, just, you know, doing a crossword puzzle and, and just, you know, just being away from it. But he's always sharply dressed. And and that's how the show starts. Like, Kathy's like, you know, do you want me to top up your coffee? And he's like, no, you know, because he ain't got no money to pay for more than a coffee. And so they start this argument because, you know, Kathy's a cranky lady and, you know, you, 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 you've been here all day and whatever, so I need to make place for all the clients. It's like, where? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the place is virtually empty. <laughs> you know. If they were lined up like, around yeah. the block, I'd understand, ma'am, but like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. And so it just turns out that, well, it comes out that he's a doctor, but he can't practice. And all of a sudden, the world, the word goes out in town that there's a doctor in town, of course. And people start to come to uh, Kathy's cafe because, you know, they want to consult with your doctor. It just so happened that he doesn't, he, he can't do it because he's not working. But now that Kathy sees the opportunity, he's like, my cafe is, is getting filled up. Yo, how about I give you free food and free coffee and, shit? and you see these people, but not officially. And hilarity ensues. So that was on season one. Season two... Jimmy Akinbola leaves the show, apparently. And, well, does leave the show. So Koji is now different. He's played by an actor. I believe his name is Okoriye Chukwu. And uh, he's equally fantastic. But of course, you know, you, uh, six episodes with Jimmy Akinbola in the very first season. It's sort of like a, a struggle to get used to the new Koji, but... At the end of the day, he wins the he wins the moment, and so top two seasons, and they're very actual, they're very accurate with the timing because the first season was in twenty twenty, and then season two now is twenty twenty two, and they actually talk about COVID and like the the, the because a lot, uh, I realize that a lot of series have sort of like ignore. The fact that we we had a pandemic, yeah, yeah, like you know, we just move on to whatever this story was, but we never talk about the pandemic. Yeah, and they are doing that. They they actually talking about the pandemic and how things have changed in implementing those change into the world of of Kathy and Koji, and it is absolutely fantastic series. Six episodes is each season, of course, about twenty five minutes, but. Brenda Blethyn is an absolutely fantastically funny lady. <laughs> and the character, you know that she's funny on Vera, like not wanting to be funny because Vera is sort of like a bit of a drama. But even still, she is funny. You know, now imagine her actually doing a character that is funny. One of those, do you know what I mean? Like, so part of the dynamic with the character of Kathy is that she is one of those people who hates everybody, but she doesn't care about your race. 
she fucking she just, hates you she anyway. Just, <laughs> she hates you because you're a person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, she's one of those people. And those people, to me, are sort of funny because it's a question of crankiness. But it can come out as prejudice, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Until you realize I mean, the fact that they're being the same person to everybody you're like oh it's, it's, yes. it's not because i'm a woman or because you know skin color or whatever it's because she just genuinely hates people okay she hates people <laughs> yes like so there's a bunch of little signs in the in the cafe and you know my wife observed one that was like to it and i've been what i've been watching the show and my wife's like oh did you see what this, this sign because she has she bans people from the cafe just for the fuck of it um, she hates Austrian. She hates French. She hates. <laughs> um, she hates uh, hippies. She hates uh, hipsters. She hates people who drink latte. <laughs> like she fucking hates everybody. And so there's one that says, uh, "No more than two slash no two, and then there's a you know there's a cross on the two. No more than one. There's a cross on the one, and then no students <laughs> ever at any time. <laughs> it's, like, it's like she kept changing her mind, and that's what I'm like. No, no, I just don't want any fucking students at all. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> oh man, it's funny. It, it is funny, funny, funny. But they do. You know, they do touch on on all kinds of prejudices and, and like they present prejudices as a reality, and in how even people who think of themselves as allies and blah blah blah, uh, at one point or another, microaggressions just pop up, mm-hmm. and and of course, people who think of themselves as allies are blind to their own microaggressions. So this is one of the things that the show sort of like points out. And it's funny. It is funny. It's generally funny. And also it it's poignant like that, you know. So I um I love it. And um you know over the weekend I went through the entire thing, <laughs> you know, watched all twelve episodes and I was like, fantastic, fantastic. So two seasons so far? Two seasons so far on Britbox, and it's called Kathy and Koji. Kathy and Koji. I'm not to look at you'll, that. You'll, you'll find out why Koji is called Koji, and it, it's it's absolutely hilarious. But I'm not <laughs> going to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jojo. Moving on, then we are today talking about the series Night Sky, and uh, I think I'm gonna. We've already talked a bit about what we think of it. Mm-hmm. Right, but I'd like to hear more. So, 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 what? How did the show strike you? What do you think of it? I this is a, a a genre that I think is maybe not explored a whole lot. I mean, okay, so it's it's science fiction, but the the addition of the characters played by Sissy Spacek and J.K. Simmons are. <laughs> They're beautiful, and it's it's a really interesting take on sci-fi to me to have yes. the inclusion of 
old people in it and it not be in a sentimental way or a syrupy sweet way, but just in a, the way life is way. And, uh, I, I, I think it's a, a really interesting way to bring you into this genre. And I love every minute that Sissy Spacek and J.K. Rollins are on the screen and when they're together. It's just fantastic. Yes. And I think I was thinking about this for a long time and I'm like, so the casting is not really much except that whoever was in charge of the casting of this went ahead and said, we're not going to hire a lot of big names, Mm -hmm. but the two top names that we are going to hire have to be Academy Award winners. And then C.C. Spacek and J.K. Simmons. And I'm like, bravo. <laughs> very <laughs> clever, dude. Like, very Everybody else is unknown virtually. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, of course, you're going to want to watch this because J.K. Simmons and C.C. Spacek in a very modern type of sci-fi. And, and as you said... The thing that sci-fi has been missing for the longest time is the human element. Yeah. Everything is about the weird in sci-fi. Everything is about the weirdness of sci-fi. Everything is about the fiction in the science, but not the human element. And this series encompasses all of it and brings it ties it all up together in such a fantastic way that I was, I think that's the reason why I stayed. I I think that's the reason why I couldn't stop watching it, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's that. So have you managed to put this together and explain (laughs) in a way that can be explicable to our audience? Let's hear Oh boy. (laughs) This one's difficult because it, it, it is, it is, it's not bonkers. It's just different. So this is about an older couple played by Sissy Spacek and J.K. Simmons to begin with. That's what we start with. That's where our story begins <laughs> with the two of them kind of entering the twilight years, if you will. And the rele- revelation that they, in their backyard garden shed have a basement portal that leads to literally another world. And so it kind of goes from there. There's a nosy neighbor who wants to know why they spend so much time in their shed. And then there is, there's a whole completely different part of the series where there is another portal and another part of the world guardians of the portal there is someone who comes through the portal into the world of um of our, our older couple and uh who's we need to follow his story to find out what's going on there is a lot going on in this series but um i think personally that it all holds together very well and it's the kind of thing you almost have to watch to be able to understand it all it's very difficult to explain yes it doesn't really fit into any slot. That's you know you can't be like oh this is like I don't know Star Trek or whatever you know it's it's you can't compare it yeah, to anything else can you yeah it's it's it, I'm sure there have been things that are similar to it that have been done before but there's nothing exactly like it and uh, 
it's 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 a really really good series and tied by some really great performances not just by our oscar winners but by you know the rest of the cast as well i think that's i think to me that's and we're going to talk about the cast a little bit but i think to me that is the most interesting portion of it is that you have a cast that is completely unmatched by the two top you know, people in the show. And yet, they come together so brilliantly that you, you it's, 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 it's mind-boggling to a certain extent. It's like, when you know your thing, when you are whatever you say you are, experience and, and you know, craftiness and all of that can be around you. And if you are confident, all you do is harness that from the other person or persons to make yourself better and not to show any kind of weakness and stuff like that. And I, I think these actors, uh, they definitely weren't intimidated. They weren't, they went about their job as, yeah, we all want here. We all the same shit here. You've been doing this longer than I've had than I have, but we all cast for the same thing. Mm-hmm. We all cast for some reason for a reason, and that reason is because we are all actors and we are going to do this job, <laughs> you know. And, and and I I am I am in absolute awe of the entire cast of this series. But picking up from where from from where you left off, this isn't this is an incredibly interesting series. And I, I think one will be always tempted to compare it to something that we know of because it's easier to explain to anyone who hasn't watched it. And part of the reasons we use something that we already know is in order to, to pick other people's interest in. Yeah, this is why you should watch this because it seems like and it's similar to. Right. That's not the case here right. at all, is it? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's like, oh, well, you know, if you liked, because I mean, even in, in, you know, recommendation lists that come up on Amazon or, or Netflix or whatever, it's like, oh, you watch this movie, so you might like that movie. I can't really think of anything like this to, to say about this one other than if you enjoy a good story, you enjoy some tension, you enjoy a little bit of sci-fi, you enjoy interactions between people, then I think that you'll enjoy this one. (laughs) I read a quote or an interview with Sissy Spacek about the character. And she, she said she wasn't quite sure what she was reading when she got the script. And then she was like, oh, it's, it's um, scenes from a marriage crossed with encounters from the third kind or something like that is what she said. <laughs> but at first she thought she was going to be playing an alien. So when, when she, when she, cause it, that was the way it was pitched to her apparently. So when she read the script, she was like, oh, oh, okay. That's not what it is at all. And then, so the interviewer was asking her, well, what do you think about you know, season two, is there going to be a season two? Because there's, there's a big question about that. And she's like, I don't know. I lie awake at night and think about it, which I just thought was cute. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I'm grateful for the casting of C.C. Spacek and J.K. Simmons because I can't think of other people for these two characters. I don't know why J.K. Simmons does look like a Franklin. <laughs> 
Not a Frank, but a Franklin. He does, you're okay? right. He does. <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure, but I think that J.K. Simmons is much younger than C.C. Spacek, yet together they look like they belong together as a couple. J.K. Simmons is 67 years old and C.C. Spacek is 73 years old. But they so belong together. And the the couple can be bought. Like, it, it was sold as a long time. I love their story. I love their origin story. And I think that's what endeared them to me. Yeah. But at the same time, though, it this is a series that, while being science fiction, for the most part, it engages you in the human story to a point where you forget about what else. Like, everything goes into the background when it comes to these two people. Because it, it, they're certainly not a perfect couple. But they are, to a certain extent the realest couple yet that you could ever come across in a story like this. Isn't, isn't, isn't that right, Jojo? Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the chemistry between the two actors is fantastic, and you completely believe that they've been married for 50 years or, or 40 years or however long it's supposed to be. You can tell that they – it feels very much like they've been together a very long time, and they just kind of fit together like, you know – an old shoe, <laughs> you know, yes. an old pair of shoes. Yes. They just, they just yes. go together and they're comfortable with each other. And, you know, e- even there's a scene in the very first episode that I love where, <laughs> where Sissy SpaceX character says to JK Simmons character, the four most hated words in the English language by men, which is we need to talk. And his face does this thing that is not over the top at all. It's just, I was, I was like, that's why this man has won an Oscar because it was yes. just one of those. Yes. Oh, yes. shit. <laughs> yes. 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 Especially oh. in the context of the whole series because, you know, or the whole episode because at the beginning she's gone to the doctor and of course now he's worried that it's bad news and it's, but all yeah. of that just comes onto his face in just a second. He goes from being like totally fine and they're having their, their little drink together or whatever and she's like, we need to talk and his face is just like, Pfft. Yes. <laughs> the weight of the world suddenly comes crashing down on him. And it's it's funny because one it, you know, it's funny to see that, but too he does it so well because as a woman who has said that to a partner before, you know that look. And and he nailed it. He completely nailed it. We need to talk is is something that that as far as I can tell is is worse than I want a divorce. <laughs> Yeah, and, and there's a difference between can we talk versus we need to talk. Yes, yes, yes. We need to talk. We need to talk. It's the most, most terrifying and, and hated four words in the English language. So anyway, he, he captures it beautifully. And to me, that one moment in the episode really captures his acting and her acting and their chemistry together in that one moment is just absolutely perfect for the whole couple. Like you just, you understand, you get it. Like you got it before, yes. but when that happens for me, it was like, yep, they're a couple. <laughs> they might as well be a couple and, in real life as far as I'm concerned. And the thing, as you said, like now that we're talking about the, the, the dynamic as a couple, and it's great to have seen the, the origins of this, of this couple itself. But, there's a moment where 
JK and CC have this conversation about almost about nothing, but it is one of the most poignant and important conversations here. And it makes you understand this, and I'll repeat this word again, dynamic, because here's the thing. Irene York, he, he himself knows that Irene is a smart person. He, he says that. Mm -hmm. Irene is the probably the smartest woman I've ever met, mm -hmm. the smartest person I've ever met. And yes, she is smart. But not only, the, not, not, not only does he think so of her, is the fact that she knows she is smart and she plays the smart card in the marriage mm -hmm. to the extent that he knows that he's not ever going to argue anything with her because she'll always win and not necessarily because she's always right, but because she's make, she will make the smarter argument. Is it sure? And, and all that comes into the conversation because he's the man, he's the one talking about it. And it would seem as though the character of Irene settled for the character of Frank, whereas it is actually the opposite. It's Frank who actually settled for the character for Irene in the sense that I have no problem with her being the guiding force. Yeah. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a beautiful dynamic. It is an absolutely beautiful dynamic because what, what's happening here is that there are, typically, there are certain expectations in a couple. It's either 100% egalitarian or one is a driving force, and it's typically the guy, the, the person who has the testicles. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But here, nothing is traditional, and that's what I love about this series. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about this series. Mm -hmm. You have one person who is completely in love with the person and the story art that they have together, and you have someone who is in love with what she is yes. while being with this person. Yes. What she can, what she see herself as while being with this person. Maybe I'm overanalyzing this whole thing, but this is, this is all I see here. This is, this is, this is what, because there's a lot of conversations in this show. It's a, it's a dialogue heavy show. And if you don't pay attention to words, you're not going to see any of this and it's going to bore the fuck out of you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? true. And the but am I right or am I wrong, Judge? No, no, you're, you are right. And I think what makes their relationship special is that um, he has willingly surrendered that power, if you will, or that role, maybe is a better word, without any resentment. And without any anything other than love for her and the understanding that this is this is the relationship I want. This is yes. she is the woman I want, and this is what I'm going to do to keep her and make this relationship happy. And yes. and because and, I want to be happy and I'm happy when I'm with her. And she's happy when she's with me, as long as certain 
certain things happen yes. <laughs> or don't happen. Yes. But you know, Absolutely. but but there's no resentment there, which is something that you see a lot portrayed, and you also see a lot in real life that there is resentment from either party in the role that they've ended up playing in a marriage or in a partnership. That this is not what I really wanted, but yes. they have both, I think, surrendered very much to their relationship with each other. They have a very good communication, uh, point of communication that's going on between them. And she, as you said, is really in love with the person who she is when she's with him. And that doesn't diminish her at all or make her, you know, less than him or, or more than him or anything. It's just a really interesting depiction of the, the, the different roles that you can play in a partnership and a marriage or a relationship between someone that, that, and, and the ways that it can go, that it, it could foster resentment or anger, but they've not chosen to take that route. And it is the humanity in us in, yes. in the sense that like the people that, that who write about human uh, stories, they always go to the one, the things that they fantasize about how they wish the relationships were, as opposed to how relationships are. And this is the closest to actual real life that I've seen, in the sense that humans are selfish, and there's always an exception of someone who understands that despite your selfishness, I have made a commitment to love you and I will love you with that and you don't have to change you don't have to you, you i'm not going to ask you to change yeah you know the whole i'll take you just the way you are type of shit that sounds cliche but it doesn't have to be uttered it's just just accepting it mm -hmm. simple simple and that to me is the marvel of this this couple's relationship there's a conversation they had which again only a couple of fucking Oscar winners can have and make you feel all of it. J.K. Simmons, uh, he he sounds, you you can always think of him as a very coarse man, like, bah, 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 bah. but he has a way with words that, that, that comes out in this show so well that it's unbelievable because there is this moment where he tells Irene, you know, I've been here for you, and, and that's paraphrasing. I've been here for you, and I've accepted the idea that no one will ever replace our son. No one is ever going to be our son. No one is ever going to replace our son. But what I've tried to be for you is everything that you could possibly need, even though I know that I can never feel this loss. I just wish that you could find me enough. I just wish that one day I could feel that I am enough. And again, like I say, this these words he utters without resentment. He's just he's just a man who is confident enough in this relationship to say these things because he knows that his wife will understand what he's talking about. She's not gonna take it out of context. She's not going to she will know exactly what he means. And that to me was like, you know, 
the script in this show is absolutely marvelous. And I love, I love this mesh between human story yeah. and sci-fi. Yeah. It is, in, it is uh, for me, and by the way, I said before, I think this is a, a genre that Amazon Prime is making a meal out of. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know that anybody else has it. I've seen, I've seen these shows before, right? The Wheel of Time. And Amazon is exploring a new kind of sci-fi yeah. that has not been done before. But at the same time, they are perfecting it. And I'm here for it. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Because I, I, when I think of Amazon and the there's well really any of their shows you know i'm gonna think of undone which is fabulous i'm gonna think of um the the show i'm always talking about <laughs> that has suddenly slipped my the name the title of it slipped my memory but that they did a few years ago that was based on a a series of of, of scandinavian paintings they are just fantastic at sci-fi that that is encased in the human story i, I mean undone is i think Yes. And thinking about it, Undone is 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 closer to night sky than than most yes. things you can yes. think of. So, yeah, uh, Tales from the Loop. That's the show I was trying to think Tales of. Tales from the Loop. Tales yes. from the Loop. So, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. Undone was such a marvelous show that we could not dare to talk about it. No, like it's it's just it's just not one of those things. This is no, I mean no, and and it. What Prime Video has done tells you that they are not in the business in the same way that Netflix is in the business. Yeah. Because they don't care. They tell a story regardless of how popular it is or not, regardless of the, of the security, of the assurance that is going to be the most popular thing. They still tell the story. And... I think like the world has missed out on a lot of great things that uh, Prime Video has done, starting with The Men in the High Castle <laughs> is one. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's one of those things that made me fall in love with Prime Video. Yeah. Prime Video. And The Men in the, in the High Castle is one of the greatest shows to have ever existed in American history. And I still don't think that anybody... But a lot of people know about it. But yeah, I think I think there's a, there's I think more people than not. If you said, "Oh, have you watched the Man in the High Castle?" would be like, "What? <laughs> the Man in the What?" Yeah, yeah. And that and that is that type of science science fiction too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I do wish so. that the OA had been picked up by Amazon as opposed to Netflix. Absolutely. Or like, or that that net that. That Amazon had been like, "Hey, we'll do the rest of the series for you." Let's. Yes. I wish they had done that, but yes, that's yeah. that's another sad thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I'm happy that we like this show the same way because, but again, we we are the weird ones, aren't we? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally fine with being weird. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so let's talk about the cast, and we've already mentioned the top-notch actors, C.C. Spacek as Irene York, and Jonathan Kimball Simmons as Franklin York. I like his entire name. I don't know why he doesn't use it. 
Jonathan Kimball. Jonathan Kimball. <laughs> Kimball. Uh, that's he's a, a Michiganer. Yes, yes, he's 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 he's, he's out of his world actor. He really, yeah. really is. For somebody that I feel like sort of started as a joke, I, I hate to say it that way, but like his his people were like he was in memes a lot to begin with, and yeah. and but now it's like no, he's 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 the he's great. <laughs> Yeah, and and this is a dude who wanted to be actually a singer. Like, acting was, like, secondary to everything. He just wanted to be a singer. And he got a couple of roles in in, in uni. And then right after uni, he got invited to to do a show on Broadway. He did. And then jobs kept piling up. But... The crazy thing is, I think everybody's encounter with J.K. Simmons in terms of TV was on Law & Order. This is where he gained notoriety playing as a, like a, a forensic psychiatrist on Law & Order. And I remember that character. I remember this dude, you know, as doctor or whatever he played. And then I started seeing him in those DC movies and shit. And the next thing I know, he's winning Oscars and stuff and blah, blah, blah. But he he has like this little, minus the comedy, he has a Steve Carell quality to him in, in how chameleonic he is. Yes. I think Steve Carell is the only comedian, dude that is mainly known as a comedian, that can get into any character and you can fucking buy it. Like serious, serious characters. And the thing about J.K., is that he can stray into comedy and being hilarious, even though he's not per se a comedian, like, no, he's not a stand-up guy or whatever. And then when he goes back into drama, you're like, we need this man in everything. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We need this dude in everything. (laughs) He needs to play all the things. (laughs) Yes, yes. And what can we say about C.C. Spacek that has not been said? Yeah. You know, this this is a lady of the of the like right up there with Francis McDormand for me is 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 basic. I I know that contractually in worldwide everything is about Meryl Streep, but no, no. I I personally I'm not pitting one against each other. I'm just saying that I don't buy the whole. Meryl Streep thing just like that I can understand that she's a fabulous actress but there are a bunch of ladies that come before her for me and among them are Sissy Spacek Frances McDormand Viola Davis mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I can name half a dozen <laughs> you know yeah but I'm gonna stop there though. <laughs> and I think it's a shame that 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 there's such high caliber actresses that, that of, you know, the particular generation that may get overlooked because, you know, there's one that everybody has in their heads as being the goat. Yes. And then yes. it's not to, um, as you said, say anything bad about, about that particular actress. It's just to, to say, Hey, there's, there's other people out there who are just as good at the craft. Yep. Yeah. And you should just just take a look at them. Yeah. Simple as that. 
Yeah. You know, take a look at them. So let's talk about then the young lady who played Denise York. Her name is Kia McKernan. I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, I, I struggle with whether it's Kia or Kaya, but I, I choose to pronounce it Kia McKernan. She's really good. She is very good. And she's she's quite new to the scene. She's really yes. only been in a few things. She was in Mayor of Easttown, which I, I never did yes. watch because everybody everybody in the world did, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But but I, I so I mean she's she's relatively new to the scene in terms of acting, but she certainly you wouldn't know it, you know. She seems very accomplished. I loved her character and I loved how she blended with the Yorks to the point where you can certainly believe that she's the, 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 the granddaughter. Yes. Her her relationship with uh with JK Simmons with, with as as her grandpa is is totally believable and amazing. You know, Papa Frank. Yeah. As she used to call call him when when little. And you can see how Frank York has a relationship with her and then the relationship that Irene is able to to build with all the people around the the circle the inner circle and it's everything scripted in the show is is based on on, on things that are real, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's always the the open heart that you can always fall back to, especially when the rest of the world thinks you've failed. Yeah. And then there's always the person that will always whip you and put you back in, you know, bring you back to reality, you know. And Frank was the mushy one, the, I'll, 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 take everything you got and I'll follow you into the gates of hell. And Irene was, look, man, you need to snap the fuck out of it and, <laughs> and do the damn thing. So, you know what I mean? So it's it's just, just beautiful reality, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think of Shai Hansen uh, as Jude? He, he I think it's a very good performance, especially being with, well, I mean, as you said earlier when we were talking, that anybody in this could have been like, you know what, I just can't do this because I'm I'm with such fantastic actors. But I mean, he really stepped up and learned and 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 stepped in, and it's just he's very very good in this. He's very very good in this, and I'm not familiar really with any of his previous work. I don't think. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not either. But the moment you see him, you you think he's somebody you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing. Yeah. And he is. He's he's got a future. This kid. He he's got a future because he um, he demonstrated to be a consummated actor. On this one, I, I think this is the role that he was supposed to prove himself, and he did. He he has done fantastic. He's he's half Thai, half Australian, and damn man, the kid is is. He's fabulous. He, it's, like, 
Jason Momoa with acting skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's wrong. <laughs> I won't disagree with you. <laughs> um, another revelation here is Julieta Zilbebag, and she is from Argentina. She played Stella, and for people who don't know that there's a lot of Jewish and Polish people in Argentina and Brazil. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Julieta Zilberberg has actually a very long list of movies, especially in Spanish. I think I liked her here. I just don't buy the character of a badass automatic gun shooting person. I, I, I buy the, you know, overprotective, overbearing, you know, single mom thing, but on the pay assassin sheet, I, I don't get that. I'm sorry. Um. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Adam Bartley as Byron. This guy nailed his character. <laughs> he really did. So annoying. <laughs> he really, so really annoying. did. And the in the first episode where he is introduced and he's mowing their grass... <laughs> And, um, you know, Irene is so sweet to him and, and Frank, Franklin is just like fucking stand him. <laughs> right. And, and when you're first introduced to him, you're kind of, you're kind of like on Irene's side, like, oh, you know, he's just trying to be a good neighbor or whatever. And then, then you, you know, <laughs> you get to know you him realize... a little more and you're like, oh God, Franklin was right. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker is a stalker, man. Like seriously, what the fuck? Oh, he's, he's, he's crazy. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it was. Uh, I told you I have a neighbor that did that once, um, and I was right here in my studio, which is like right next to, to the front <laughs> yard, and I hear this wind. It was like a bit too close to for comfort, and I'm like that's not his yard. Let me. And I opened the window, and this nigga's on his little wheeling shit, and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's mowing my lawn, my lawn. All right. <laughs> It's, it's, I sent a text to my wife, and she's like, just get out there. And I'm like, fuck no, man. Let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, I... I <laughs> my husband has very strong feelings about that sort of thing, but I am more in the court of if, if some dumbass wants to mow my lawn for free... <laughs> Go ahead, mow my lawn for free, dumbass. <laughs> Don't expect hey, anything man. from me for it. <laughs> no. No. I, and the thing is that I've, I've pretended that I never heard or never knew anything. <laughs> like, I think my wife still hates him for that, but I'm like, yeah, this dude is cool. Yeah, yeah. See. He's never done it again, but... <laughs> Your wife and my husband share this. <laughs> uh, I share that, that have... worldview. <laughs> We have Cass Bouget as Janine. I think it was a small minor character, but she 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 shines on 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 screen. Uh, she, she was really a, really does. She's a very yeah. um, striking looking woman, and yeah. um, she's she is she's good in this. Like she, you believe 
that she's married to this guy. Even though there's a part of you that's like, who the hell would ever marry this guy? I believe that she's married to him. And that's not to say anything bad about her character or anything. It's more along the lines of you could almost see her being like, I can change him. I can fix him. I can, you know, like yes. she's seen, she has that very motherly sort of quality. I don't know. She's That comes across in, in the, the actress brings across to the character that I think is, is really, yeah, really like- great. Like I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. <laughs> Rocio Hernandez as Tony. I love this kid. She, she, she. You know, she sold the, the, you know, very, um, up and coming, coming of of age young girl, who has a very mysterious mother that she doesn't quite understand, but really wants to break free and do her own thing. I, I loved I loved her uh, on this one. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. She's she was she was great. She's a actress and singer. So that's that's interesting. Kind of a I guess a child star prodigy maybe, but she, yeah, she's she was great in this. She was. I, I loved her and she uh, you know, it was dope to see there is in an actor here that I I've never seen doing this kind of role, but like he was really intriguing. Piotr Adamczyk, he's uh, from Poland, and I've seen him in all this stuff. But I kept asking myself, who is he and what is he doing here? You know, yeah. He actually did a movie called uh, Carol, the man who become he be, who became Pope, which is the story, life story of Karol Wojtyła, the former Pope John Paul II, one, one of my favorite people to ever lived. And the entire movie is in Polish, but um, I want to find it and, and watch it because um, he actually looked like young, young Karol uh, Wojtyła. Uh, fantastic actor. Yeah. 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 Four episodes, but every time he was there, you kind of was scared of him. Like, mm-hmm. This dude seems explosive. <laughs> yes, that's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sonia Walger was in here uh, also as Hannah, the weird lady from the bed and breakfast. Yeah. I like her character because she always, you can always tell that there's, there was more to her. Yes. Than the you know lonely lady in the bed and breakfast that nobody seemed to be staying at <laughs> you know and it turns out that in the end she was yeah so so that, that's one of the things i'm looking forward to uh, yeah finding more about in in season two because we got we got teased a lot of things so yeah what do you think of angus o'brien here playing michael which was like sort of like a background character but he 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 sort of like conveyed the very troubled, mentally troubled person for me in in a very sensitive way, if you will. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I was gonna say. I I think that he handled a a difficult subject matter, a difficult character to to play with with sensitivity, and uh, I think the script did too. So I think yes. I think I think it was good. Yeah. So. What are your final words about this show, Jojo? Watch it. <laughs> I think I think people should should watch it and and give it a chance. And uh, it's going to be different, I think, than most things that you've seen. 
and there is a lot going on, but it's it's worth it. As Graham said, it's dialogue heavy, so you have to pay attention to what's going on. But every scene between, there's a lot of great chemistry between actors. There's a lot of interesting storytelling, and uh, I think it is worth the time to the time investment to watch. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Jojo. I think it's all about you know sticking with it because this is not a show that will give you everything you want from a show from the very beginning that's number one and number two this is a show that leaves you with a certain amount of hope that that the best is yet to come and i know that's not a very good selling point for a show but for the type of show that it is i think if you love the genre if you are falling in love with the genre, you should you should be actually glad that this was the first season because it's 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 it it can only get better from here. Isn't it? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. So with that, we are going to call it a day. What we are going to do, however, is before we let you go, we will tell you about all the places that you can find this show. If you go straight to kickinandswimmingpodcast.com, that's there. You know, all you have to do is click on your favorite app and boom, it will take you there. You can subscribe. If you listen to this show on Apple Podcast or on Spotify or wherever, you can leave a, a few words. Tell us what you think of the show. But at the same time, as you are on kickinandswimmingpodcast.com, our, our website, you can also leave us something on Buy Me A Coffee. You know what I mean? Like, if you've ever thought about, hey, man, these people, they do a good job, and I'd like to give them a couple of dollars. Whether you want to do that on a monthly basis or as a one-time thing, we'll take it. Seriously. <laughs> we'll take it, man. Yep. yep. We, we ain't playing around. We'll take it. You, <laughs> you can find Jocelyn on Instagram as... KNS co-host. KNS calls. Meanwhile, you will find me on Instagram and on Twitter as Mr. Putzeta. That's M R P U Z Z E T T A. So it's time for us to say goodbye, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.